0: because he had a clogged pipe, mm-hmm. like a two-inch galvanized pipe. Right. He sawed it in half with his... <laughs> wow. <laughs> with his fucking sawzall. Dang. And then he took, like, a video of what he found in there. Hey. It was so fucking gnarly. Yeah. He showed it to me, and at first it looked like a photo. Right. But I zoomed in on it, and it was, a, it was actually a video. And there were all these, like, kind of pinkish whitish like strands it looked like like a mushroom growing or something yeah but when you like really like looked at it it were wiggling
1: oh like, jesus like this you ever get the feeling that everything in america is
2: completely fucked up you know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying that's it forget it let's see on, right. uh, now look
1: here's a house full I of bees right. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen,
2: let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I dig. <laughs>
0: I've got a chance
1: to I've got to i am got i am got I've
2: not a to that i a i
1: That's some decent southern rock sounding. Oh. Yeah, music. Who was it? <sighs> <Hold on>. mm. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> I take that mic out of the bathroom.
0: <laughs> that was the Rolling Stones. Ah, not to be confused with the, the Rolling, rolling Stones. Stones. Yes, yes, yes. The Rolling Stones. Uh, little known band
1: from England. Mm-hmm. Um, I always want to be that guy who references things like from obscure periods. So if they, um, if they saw uh, a picture of Sylvester Stallone, for example, like, Oh yeah, that's the guy from uh, throw mama from the train. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Or Rambo or Rocky. Like or if they see a picture of Mick Jagger, like, Oh, he was in free Jack. I know that guy. When I
0: was when I was down in Orange County and I was in that pickleball tournament that I won. Uh-huh. Uh who won? it was it was me. Yourself. Okay. Yeah. I mean I had a partner, but yeah. You know, well, I guess technically we both won. But yep. uh I'm not really a pickleball player. Apparently it's a very easy sport because I just went down there and won it. Uh
1: pickleball has become the new uh, cold plunge tub, which I just put in my backyard, by the way. Did you? I did. Really? Um do tell. It, it's uh, I bought one and I put it in the backyard. Really? <laughs> Who did you buy it from? <laughs> a store? How much did you pay for it? I don't know, like hundred and thirty bucks. It's just it's just a tub, like a oh, okay. like a watering trough. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Yeah. It's temporary. Um. Not interesting. Okay. It, well, you're the one asking the questions. I'm just answering them. <laughs> I, I'm apologizing right now. I okay. apologize to all our <laughs> listeners for this uninteresting dialogue. Uh, and I keep hearing about pickleball. And now it's become like ah. this new fad, and then I saw someone speaking. The about, older you get, the more you hear about pickleball. Yeah, yeah. I saw someone with the personalized license plate said pickleball without any of the vowels. Yeah, it took me a while to figure out. Oh. Like, what the hell does that say? Oh. Did, Did you, you gotta, drive
0: up next to them when they were like 90 years old with the, Coke bottle glasses? Yeah, yeah. They were.
1: Yeah, they they fit the demographic. No doubt.
0: Which is why I won so easily.
1: Okay, so you you're I'm playing at the local senior center. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Uh, I call that sandbagging. <laughs> Why did I bring up Pickleball? No, you because you were in Orange County and something about the Rolling Stones, the Rolling Stones.
0: The Rolling Stones. Uh shit if I can remember. Hmm. Yeah. Really? I thought you said something. Should we roll back the tape? No. Figure it out? <laughs> or move on. <laughs> we should we should just move on. By the way, I like the Rolling Stones. Yes. They're a good band.
1: Uh what what song is that? I don't recognize that one. Some girls. Oh, jeez, man. I am I am not cool. Well, the reason that I picked that song is because that's
0: my favorite album yeah. from theirs. And I didn't realize it wasn't cool to love that album until your brother told me Right. that no one picks that album. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I just didn't know. Yeah. I guess you're supposed to pick one of
1: their earlier albums. But uh, it's what, a, what's the go to you like? Sticky Fingers or something like that? Uh, probably, yeah, yeah, probably. That's probably the one. Uh, well, what's they, your favorite? I don't have a favorite. I, I'd have to ask my brother because interesting that you should bring him up. Is that we went to Costa Rica together and we ran in a car, and him and I, like,
0: yes, the, this is the same trip that we were on, right? And you showed up. Was this the same trip that for your wedding,
1: uh, different one. Oh, okay, uh, it's my cousin's wedding. All right, and so we uh, we just backcountried for like two weeks and then showed up at my uh cousin's wedding, and they stayed at this. It was pretty hilarious. They stayed at this fancy, crazy, nice resort. And what we did is we showed up, ran a four-wheel drive, packed it full of uh, beer and toilet paper and beans and tortillas and just fully roughed it. Slept on the beach every night. And we were, like, remote Costa Rica uh, where even your ma- our, we had a map. It's like, here's the road. And the road is... <laughs> Air quotes. During, yeah, during low <laughs> tide, you can make it through here. <laughs> it was just, like, on the beach. It's and, a road? It, and he was in a cast because he broke his foot right before the trip. oh yes i remember because i can't go i was like I, you'll just go come on we'll figure it out but we made a deal instead of like arguing over music is he burned two rolling stone cds and i don't remember which ones when one was Bakers banquet i believe i can't remember the other one It's probably some girls i bet you anything and he goes we're only gonna li- these this is all we're gonna listen to is these two cds back to back i'm like it sounds like it's going to get old quick and we stuck to it. That's all we listened to. We just, yeah. once that is over, we put the other one in and I just got to enjoy it like more and more. I was like, this was a great idea. It was like, it set the tone for the trip. It was imagine awesome. that same
0: trip up with the Beatles. Yeah. That, no, no, no. <laughs> I'll break my own
1: foot to miss the, trip. which a thousand people have probably done a hundred thousand, which is weird. Cause everyone makes the argument. Like who is it? Rolling stones or Beatles. And like, I love the rolling stones. I mean, uh, not a fan of the Beatles at all. And my brother lo- loves them both. And he's well-versed in yeah. Rolling Stones more than I am, even though I consider myself a fan. Yeah. But there's, it's I mean, also one of those things like.
0: <clears throat> your brother's taste in music is not arbitrary. No.
1: No, he has, he has excellent taste in music. Yeah. But we don't agree on like a lot of stuff. Yeah. He's definitely not a death metal fan. I can say that. We used to live together and it was. It is was, he a dub uh, fan? No, not at all. Interesting. He likes um, obscure esoteric indie rock and like Noise Scape kind of stuff. And the Beatles. And the Beatles. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very. I had an interesting interaction um, which made me think of the notion of situational awareness. Mm. Is last night, Friday night, uh, we're going to do some grilling. And I was like, I told my wife, I'm going to run down the store and uh, get some beer. We're going to cook outside. It's nice. And So I go to, I have like a hosh posh, like a fancy store right by my house. And for some reason it's just, I try to avoid it sometimes especially on like Friday around like five, six, it's just packed with people, a lot of masks. And I was like, I just, I just don't want to wear I just don't want to deal with that. I don't want it on my soul right now. And so I go a little farther away to like slightly sketchier part of town. And, um, I've gotten to be like friends with a guy that works there. And, uh, Ring up and he's just like and his English isn't very good and he's explained to me. Turns out their credit card system is down. He's like, he's like, You have cash? I was like, No, I don't. I was like, okay, don't worry about it. So then I go to a, like even sketchier part of town. And uh, I'm just looking for the nearest place to buy beer at this point. And I go in there and there's just like this weird like vibe going on. A lot of like thugged out dudes, some like gangsters, uh, over by the local JC. let hmm Say. Uh, there's a market there. A lot of people like sprawled out in front. kind of. Sam's? No. Campus market. Hmm. Okay. And uh, various people in various stages of uh, coherence, I'd say, <laughs> hanging out in front of the store. And then I go in there, and the guy in front of me, there's some kind of situation. They're like kind of jawing at each other. Again, you know, the guy at this store his English isn't very good, and this guy's is, is kind of got his voice raised, and he's like yelling at him, and he storms away and comes back. And I'm like, now I'm kind of, like, looking around. I'm, like, eh, just keeping bearings of mm-hmm. what's going on. And then um turns out they have the same credit card system or whatever. So they're down, like, across town for oh, whatever shit. reason. Yeah. And uh, so then I go up to pay. The guy, dude storms out of the store, and he's, like, yelling over his shoulder. And then I go up. I'm paying, and this guy's, like, trying to run the machine. And he gets his phone out, and apparently he calls, like, his boss or whatever. And they're talking in a different language. I'm, like, looking at the machine. I'm, like oh, I think they're all down or whatever. And then the guy that was front, in front of me comes back, and, like, he's here he for... Once and more. Yeah, he's for round two at this point.
0: <laughs> he went outside to cool down, and, and he just all, got
1: hotter. <laughs> and he's, he's going, like, motherfucker, did the transaction... You know, he starts, like, pointing and yelling, and he's slapping the counter, and then, uh, then he, like... This person was, uh, I, I'm guessing, not, like, a... Uh, well dressed, yeah. Looked like he had a family and a job. He definitely wasn't hurried because he was late to the local Mensa meeting. I'll, I'll definitely say that. <laughs> okay. And now he like ropes me into the conversation. Like, this motherfucker doesn't even speak English. And he's like, he's like now, right? Now, right, right. He's, you with me? I'm just kind of like, uh... on three, ready, ready, buddy. One, two. Hold on a second. Yeah. I am not a part of this. And now, <clears throat> at this point, there's like a line had formed. I look back and a um, lot of like rough looking crowd and now they're like feeding off each other uh-huh. so well that means everything's free then i said we just take the shit and they're kind of like elbowing each other like trying to get like a mob wow. going. yeah and i look at him and the and the, the original dude's looking at me and he's like right are you down with this right? i'm like i just shove it across the counter like i'm out of here like We're,
0: did it <laughs> did at one point you did the to cross your mind that i have to pick sides right now Cause I'm probably not going to get out well, of here to, without a fight to go like, back,
1: to go back to our, our,
0: our, uh, original. And the middle Eastern guy across the counter looks like he's not, he's looking down for a fight. He's looking, uh, in, like he, increasingly like, panicked. Is he, he looking point. unarmed? So you're thinking, <laughs> yes. okay, I'm going to join the insane clown posse on this <laughs> yes.
1: one. I said, uh, you know, as we say, you know, you can throw yourself in front of the train to try to disrupt the train, you know, temporarily or remove yourself from the tracks. And that's what I did. like, I'm out of here. I'm like, I am not dealing with this. It was, uh and that was a situational awareness. I had like that pang that I haven't had a long time. Like there's something really bad could possibly happen here. Like really soon. Like it's, it's going to take the craziest guy in this room, which is definitely saying something for this crowd. Like right. him to just make that one decision and everyone's going to follow that guy. Like, cause everyone was like getting louder. They're starting to yell and they're like grabbing stuff off the shelves, like threatening to take it at this point. And I'm like, really, yeah, like I'm, I'm out of here. God damn it. And it made me think. Like, so
0: that's the town we live in now.
1: Yeah, and it also makes you think, because <clears throat> we talk about the book, uh, what is it, 30 seconds after, and then 30 days after, about an EMP. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what does it take? What's what? What's the catalyst event for society completely breaking down in that book? The premise right. is not having power, power going out. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes. And it's just uh, could be a, a slow degradation of society, society or could be some random dude with face tattoos like yelling at you know, some guy who barely speaks English about we should just take everything out of the store right now or like who's with me. It was a little, uh it was an interesting experience for sure. So then you went to Oliver's? No. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's circle the wagons and uh,
1: get back home. Make sure everyone's armed. <laughs> You're right. Well, I started thinking, I was like, I wonder if like, because I immediately go there in my brain. is was like, I wonder if like all the credit card machines are down. Turns out to be this one system, right? Because I went to uh, a, a bigger store and they were fine, but but it could very easily be, yeah. The and I the thought about system. that. Like, what if that was all? It was? That's not, when not you just found the power, out. But like all of a sudden, like no one can use their bank cards.
0: Right. That's when you found out that the whole system had collapsed. Yeah. When you were in Sam's Friendly Market. Yeah. And the. Wing nuts in there started going I off. Y-
1: yeah, you didn't use your finger quotes when you said "friendly there," but
0: I think that's literally the name of the market.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, as a uh, patron of such establishment, I would argue otherwise.
0: Yeah, I can agree. As having put it on the uh, on the map for the alley cat race that we put on mm-hmm. for many years, yeah, right? Not the friendliest. No, Dave's market would be the friendliest, and also the place I believe that you. Almost got in a fight in the parking lot. Yeah, you came closest to getting in a fight, right? In yeah,
2: uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Also not friendly. I, but the people, I mean, the, the market is friendly. Yeah, the people that work there. It's, yeah, uh, everyone hanging out out front. You got to. Uh, yeah,
0: well, imagine owning like owning a liquor store. It's <clears> I think is like the closest you can come to printing money legally. Mm-hmm. But the clientele that you have to deal with a little rough. I mean, Jesus Christ. Like, to get someone to work there after, you know, 5 o'clock at night has right. got to be hard. Yeah. What a nightmare. Have you... Uh, so you've been sending those memes recently or little clips from whatever, Twitter or Instagram, about how everything is now racist. Mm-hmm. We've been saying that yeah for a while. Yeah, it's become funny. Right. But at this point, like, I, literally... I, <laughs> <laughs> Everything is racist. What were the two that you just sent? Uh, free driving is racist. Free driving <laughs> is racist. Yes. You know what's funny about that meme that you sent? It was an actual racist celebrating yeah. why it's racist yes. and, and being in favor of it.
1: Kind of which a, is some racist 40 chess there.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a disappointment. Like I'd rather just be called out as being racist and not actually give people fodder for saying, well, this guy who is clearly a racist... It's saying it's racist, so yeah. You got a point there. What was the other one?
1: Uh, Getting up early is racist. Yes. Yeah. That all stemmed from a super far left, like one of the most leftist people that I know that I was working with at the time. Really? And anything he would talk about, you just type it into dildo, and I could find an article like, it's racist. Yeah. Camping? You're camping right now? Racist. (laughs) Fucking bigot.
0: Um, did you see that video of the nurse in New York City, Mm-mm. pregnant nurse, um, who went out to get her bike that she rented? Mm-mm. And there were she's white. Well, I shouldn't have said that out. I should have, I should have just not mention the races and let you guess what the situation was. Mm-hmm. But this nurse comes out, pregnant nurse, to get her bike. And go home. It was one of those rental bike situations. Mm-hmm. And there were these dudes standing around the bike. And they like, no, that's our bike. That's my bike. She's like, get out of here. This is the bike that I rented. And they're like, what are you talking about? Get out of here. This is our bike. And she's like, help, help. And they were like, there was like four big dudes mm-hmm. kind of like keeping her from taking her bike and going home. And so, of course, she gets fired from her job over this. <laughs> really? Yes. Interesting, because obviously, since she's white and the men were black, she's clearly a racist. Because mm-hmm. anytime there's a disagreement between white people and black people, the the reason is because of racism, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, she gets fired or suspended, whatever, and um, it just goes all over. The, um, I wouldn't say mainstream media, but all over liberal media. That's not It wasn't quite on CNN or whatever, but it was a big deal. Everyone was latching onto this thing like it was the worst thing in the world. Like, aha, we found it. We found it. You guys, we found racism. Please come over, look at the TV. And they, they take this, because obviously this pregnant nurse is going around looking for black men and trying to assault them mm-hmm. by taking their bikes, right? Right. Well, turns out, no, she has a receipt for it, mm-hmm. and now she's suing these media outlets, and hopefully her her business too. but it's just like the just the little temptation, this little bait dangling out there that, that we might have found some racism just fires up the media and everyone goes after it like it's just the hottest thing and
1: I'm surprised you didn't see it because it was almost like it's intentional if
0: if they if they were not trying to foster racism in our world, then it's, it's quite the hypothetical. It would be it would be quite ironic, yes, at the rate that they are doing it. Yeah. Um, by the way, the the term "they," I think it's okay to use. They? I got into discussion last night at that art show that I went to, uh-huh. and uh, "they" to me is. It, it was called into question in the conversation I was having. The word they? Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. you know, when people say, like, well, they, who's they? Like, this they is this hypothetical, like, group of people. Like, they are conspiring against us. They want us to be racist. They are trying to divide our society. Mm-hmm. And with this person who you know that I was talking to, I was like, well, okay, let's just say I'm talking about Gavin Newsom, our president, you know, the conversation had stemmed from this idea of like, I don't care who's president. Yeah. I don't want to have to care who's president. Okay. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I don't want to care either. Yeah. I see where you're going. And, but then the conversation moved on from there and I was saying, well, they want us to be divided. They want to keep us from interacting like we are today because they want to divide us and conquer us. Mm-hmm. Well, who's they? And then I, I, I spelled it out. I, meaning like well you you can't just say they who do you really mean mm-hmm. but they is perfectly okay to use they are the enemy they are actual people joe biden uh the the deep mm-hmm. state the uh gavin newsom um you know you name it like i'm i'm in favor of they i'm okay with they mm-hmm. that's perfectly fine to use when you're having a conversation with people
1: yeah I would agree. I think they you, you would most likely get pushed back from status on that because the wind culturally is completely uh, blowing the direction. And um, I think there's a little bit of a head in the sand element. Like, no, no. it's. I think a good parallel to, yes. to have is I had a discussion with someone and was like, well, I made some comment. like, this person was a, a, a statist. And uh, I was like, well, you know, that's why I, I was like, I'm glad we're playing out the experiment in a place like San Francisco. Like, let's just not have laws and see what happens. But, you know, people vote with their feet, and that's why everyone's leaving San Francisco. And they were like, no, they're not. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty easy <laughs> to, to, to do the math on that. And I think there's, like, this refusal to acknowledge that they or the fact that people are leaving San Francisco and California as a mm-hmm. whole is because we're we're playing out the the logical extension of my ideology, and it's clearly not working. So I need to not acknowledge, like, certain parts of this equation that are, you know, r- are wrong or, or, or dysfunctional. And I think that's where that, that kind of line of thinking comes from. I think about that quite a bit.
0: It's kind of like, well, you say they, but it's really all of us. Like, we're all kind of the they that you're talking about. And that's, no, that's not what I'm saying.
1: That's 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 no, no. there are
0: enemies <laughs> who are making rules that we all have to follow because the, the this conversation stemmed from so I was at this party, it was an art opening last mm-hmm. night, and everybody that I saw there I hadn't seen in five years, really. And it was awesome,
1: it was in the old neighborhood that we used to live in,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, the art opening was in Sebastopol, but it was all those people, yeah, and it was so cool to reconnect with these people and with every single person was like, Oh my God, long time. No see. Like I, you know, and what kept coming up was like, well, well I had my kid five years ago and then COVID happened and COVID was just kind of like a hard stop Mm -hmm. to everyone's socialization. Right. And I was saying that I, you know, I, I wished, that that it hadn't happened and the person i was talking to said yeah me too and it, it didn't really affect me i didn't really bother and i said yeah me neither i i kind of kept socializing but they didn't want us to socialize they put these right restrictions in where they said that you couldn't see your family during holidays i mean they yeah. were flat out saying don't visit your family during yeah. thanksgiving and christmas and so a lot of us never socialize.
1: I'm going to pull a Fauci right here. I never said that. I never <laughs> said that. I never said we should lock down schools. I never said that masks work. No, no I never said that. Exactly. I'm going to get into that today, by the way. Yeah, And we should not, have that button on the fucking... Not just that, but
0: good. Sound clip. So anyways, I love this person dearly, and I knew that you do too. And so I didn't push too hard on it, but you know, it really was them who broke up my friendships with these people. And I only kind of was able to see these people yesterday for the first time and forever because they established a, like, new paradigm where you could see people on- only under certain conditions. Mm-hmm. And I resent that yeah, tremendously. And this person didn't quite agree. Um, but instead of getting in an argument with them, you know, I, I wanted to hear about their grandkids and think, you know, I wanted to, how did they know. not agree?
1: Um, <sighs> I'm not setting yourself, so, setting you up for something here. I'm genuinely curious.
0: No, I know. And I'm, <clears throat> I have so much respect for this person. I'm reluctant okay. to tell no, you all right. because I don't want to say something. I don't want to put words in their mouth. Gotcha. Gotcha. So just take it as, you know, trust me that they didn't, Agree. And we, we had a disagreement about it. And then we just changed the subject because neither of us wanted to fight about it. Nice. Um, and we moved on. But uh, I'll tell you later. I'll try to some has some old school
1: manners. In the I know. Right. <laughs> very nice. Wow, oh, I don't see that very often. Especially for me. <laughs> um, so I got something pretty dark to talk about. Sweet. So uh, do I can tell you're in a good mood and it's just really bothering me. Yeah, bring <laughs> me down, please. Um, I originally look, started looking into something else. And then this became what I originally thought of in my mind as the normie payoff. And mm. how it started, the impetus for this was a friend normie of mine. Normie payoff. Normie payoff. Like there's it,
0: there's a, a, at some point by buying into this kind of eyes wide shut uh, no. Paradigm that there's a payoff. No, no, not at all. <laughs> totally way off. Okay. Totally way off. <laughs> you misnamed it. Yes. <laughs>
1: um, the norm of payoff is is that things that we rattle off as kind of assumed. Uh, I don't even want to say truths, but the ideas that we have, and we get pretty immersed and embedded in things. And then I think about we gloss over quite a bit, quite a bit of what we would assume that other people would understand. Right. Yeah. Uh, like certain contexts, for example, like big time. So I don't know. No, not everyone knows what the World Economic Forum is, for example. So right. I, don't, I don't bust into family dinner and just start, you know, talking about. You know, Klaus Schwab's dad was a Nazi industrialist. Who? And like, oh, who, who are you talking about? Well, he's World Economic Forum. I don't know who that is. Okay. So right. like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to understand your audience, I guess, a little bit. And this all started from. Paulie, frequent guest and, uh, the, one of the most checked out guys that I know <laughs> <laughs> said, uh, what's up with that, uh, Nord Stream pipeline thing? I was like, oh, like do you, do you know anything? Or, you know, I was like, basically it was a pipeline going from Russia to Germany, uh, that was delivering gas. It was basically the leverage that Putin had financially and as, you know, s- uh, strategically over Europe, um, and it mysteriously blew up one day and the media said that Russia blew up his own pipeline as a false flag event. And, you know, us, uh, I don't know, semi-coherent, sane, <laughs> sane people people, sane people said like, no, there's no way that's like be, the, you know, it's the same people that said like he fired a missile into Turkey. I was saying this like, and you just know off right off the bat. Poland. Yeah, Poland. Sorry poland and you go like no because that would be an aggression on nato and he just declared war on essentially the entire world at that point it finds out that you know we figure out that the missile was from ukraine after all i was like but it's just a kind of a common sense uh, walk up y- ukraine door, by the way not
0: a nato country yeah <laughs> fired a, mus- a missile into a nato country
1: interesting killing people <laughs> yeah. why aren't we invading ukraine <laughs> yes exactly uh, we already invaded Ukraine in 2017 and 2014 <laughs> yeah, I would 2014. argue <laughs> so I basically said I'm like again lo- throwing
0: out dates that we're expecting people to <laughs> yes
1: exactly to understand yeah because you go like uh we did yeah like, well, you know how far back you know we're, we're only having lunch for like thirty minutes here, so we need to like wrap this up at some mm-hmm. point I was like, but a lot of this stuff you take these events that go on and you could just filter like because I have a, and always have had a wild distrust in the media. Like what they're saying, I'm not going to believe it. Like I need to verify it on my own. Right. And, but if you do a simple, I um, don't to use the Latin phrase, qui bono, like who benefits? Like that's usually a pretty easy way to figure some of this stuff out. So I'm, when it comes to like the Nord stream pipeline, the UN, the U S benefited more than anyone else. And we're one of like three or four countries that had that, the technology and the capability to pull such a thing off. Yeah. Like, to, so you can start from there. I'm yeah. Like just kind of an Occam's razor kind of thing. Like what, 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 what most likely would it be? It's like, it's not Putin blowing it up himself. unless That's, he's like third stage syphilis, like insane, like I'm just total madman, which maybe he is. Even that doesn't
0: make sense. Cause since then he hasn't done the madman Right. thing on any of his other he's not blowing up any of his other infrastructure so so
1: the more i started thinking it's about that
0: har- it's really hard to figure out why putin would have blown up his own
1: right airplane. it makes no sense yeah so that got me thinking and i want to talk about this disinformation because we talk about that a lot which is a very ambiguous term and i kind of nailed it down um did you? Which we'll see. Well, wow. Well, Fucking no one can nail beautiful it down. Mind over here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disinformation, false flags, conspiracy theories, and pattern recognition. Mm. And if, if once you kind of understand all these concepts and realize like the way they all work together, you can take something like the Nord Stream pipeline, for example, and pretty easily start to put pieces together and realize like what may or may not have happened, or at least have a good like starting place. And it almost always runs counter to what the corporate media is telling you what the narrative is, which is done intentionally, which has to do with this model, I would say. Follow me? Yeah. And this isn't... So when you talk about, like, false flag narratives and something like the, I don't know, the Gulf of Tonkin incident in Vietnam, whatever, and you bring that up and people immediately roll their eyes. (coughs) Bless you. Excuse me. And they say, like, how on earth could you come up with a theory like that? And you're like, well, it's just based on some simple historical patterns. I'm looking at, like, what, what, what are these people that are saying they did this? Like, look, let's look at the history of what they have done. That's pattern recognition, right? So right. we apply that to... Which every human is an expert at. Right. (laughs) So you would think.
0: Well, we are. I mean, that's like
1: what we were built for. Yeah. But we're not strong.
0: We can't fly. We don't have claws. We don't have sharp teeth. We recognize patterns. (laughs) We apply that to
1: the climate model, for example, is I always say, like, maybe you're telling me you're you're telling me about this your climate change climate change hysteric. I'm saying, but my pattern recognition says that these people have been wrong. Like, consistently, 100% of the time for the last Mm -hmm. six decades. I'm like, I'm just asking the question, why are they right now? Because the historical model is saying, stop listening to these people. Yeah. And I'm vastly interested in the people that don't stop listening to those people.
0: Well, just to interject momentarily into your um, monologue here, I have been wondering for a long time, what is the breaking point of these sleeping masses? Because everyone is a pattern recognition expert, you can ignore it for a while, right? But eventually, you will have to admit. And I think for most people who wake up, who get red pilled, and are like realize that they were don't sell, don't say red
1: pilled. You're gonna get us on an FBI. Oh watch shit! List. I'm sorry.
0: I take that back. Um, red, not blue pilled <laughs> Red frilled, <laughs> like the Northern California woodpecker. Um you eventually have something that is a straw that breaks the camel's back and you realize that you've been lied to and then you start seeing more and more like, oh, I was lied to about this, I was lied to about that. As you know, So what is that breaking point? And I think it's different for everybody, but it just seems like eventually so much shit adds up Yeah, that even the most ardent leftist or statist, let's say, mm-hmm. cheerleader for our government is going to reach a breaking point. And to go back to something that we're... Just, I mean, even in... Sorry, but one yeah. more thing. Even in, like, Russia, when under Stalin, people didn't wake up to what was going on. Yeah. So I think that breaking point is probably way past where we want it to be. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people did.
2: Yeah.
1: So... I think the COVID pandemic actually brought a lot of people Big around, time. which was a silver lining, I guess you could say. Big time. And... Remember we were having a discussion about... I always want to, like, The frustration I have with people when I talk about these things is like waiting, trying to break through the political binary, which I don't subscribe to at all, is so frustrating because when you tell people this, they're like, oh, okay, so you're some crazy right winger. I was like, no, I'm talking about, it's just, I always find myself like checking out and like, I, I don't even want to have this conversation because I was talking to my wife about this. I'm like, well, I'm not interested in standing on the ground with someone and staring at a chicken and having a debate over whether, you know, which wing is going to make it fly when there's already, like, birds flying right above us. Like, that's way, way more interesting to me, if you can follow the metaphor there. And so, like, when we talk about, we brought up the Durham report. I'm like, I don't know, dude. I just I just experience this fatigue. I think it's interesting. But at the same time, like, I'm not waiting for someone to validate what we've been talking about for three years. And everyone's saying, like, yeah. Turns out, uh, that, yeah, I think I think you guys were right. I, I, I don't I don't even care anymore. I I'm not. I wasn't waiting for your validation there on that. For those of the people that did report the Durham report, most media outlets didn't. They talked about the uh, car chase with <laughs> Meghan Markle and Prince Harry.
0: If they did talk about it, it was what a nothing burger. It right,
1: was. right. So, disinformation. So I kind of broke this up is what's important to think is no one can quantify disinformation like what it actually is. And that's done by design. It's purposefully ambiguous and it's a fluid term. And but what I broke it down to like the three most important uh, components is that, number one, that all of a sudden that's become part of the common vernacular. Like we hear about that constantly. I'm like, you know the war on disinformation, the need to get rid of disinformation. Uh, We're going to have disinformation czars and all this. Number two, understand how it's being weaponized. Number three, um, who is being weaponized by, right? That's where I broke it down to, like within the context of this kind of larger thing that I was thinking about. I found a great article. It's called A Guide to Understanding the Hoax of the Century. This is by a guy named Jacob Siegel, and I think he was active military. He's a guy, very patriotic, um, joined the military after 9/11, served in Iraq and then in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, he became red frilled. At that point, <laughs> sounds like a white supremacist <laughs> if I ever heard of us. Yes. And, he, and he was just looking at you know being being overseas, being in these wars, seeing the way that things worked, seeing the way that it was being reported on the media, and just having these like awake like just send him on this path. He's like, I just think we're all being fucking lied to. And he just happens to be a very, very competent researcher and author. This article is thirteen thousand words, I think. It goes pretty deep. Uh, I, I read it. I, the whole thing? <laughs> yes, I wow. did. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to bother like paraphrasing the whole article, but the parts that I took away from it that I thought were interesting is it does a good job like speaking of pattern recognition is he's pointing out that if you give yourself a marginal awareness of the way that McCarthyism worked in the 50s and the Red Scare and the way that uh, the blacklisting that occurred, you can almost view that as a playbook that's being used by people now in trying to achieve the exact same me- methods, right? And <clears throat> one thing that points out that was interesting is that McCarthy was someone that traditional American liberal ideology was vehemently opposed against. Yeah. And... As we talk about even like you know, traditional like liberal American ideology being anti-war, the way that things have like flipped all of a sudden. Because we have that ideology now is cheering on the idea of fighting disinformation. Yeah. As in internet censorship is what it right. boils down to. What they do is now stop me if any of this sounds at all familiar, but what mccarthy did is he claimed to have this list of american citizens that he would reveal at some point and he was going to say that these are the people that are colluding with russia i'm not going to show you the list but when i do like just trust me and because i have this list we need an enhanced surveillance state we need to crack down on these certain people Sounded at all familiar? Adam Schiff?
0: No, I was going to say, this, did Adam Schiff, uh, <laughs> wait, wait, who was, you're talking about McCarthy? This is
1: McCarthy. Oh, I thought
0: you were talking about Adam Schiff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sorry. Okay. I am, I am, uh, yeah, without talking about Adam Schiff, I'm also talking about Adam Schiff. But the point.
0: <laughs> did you see him getting totally, uh, what's the word on Twitter, uh, ratioed? No. Oh, man, he was it was awesome because he he made his his Twitter post was like, I, I stood up against MAGA Republicans and I held their feet to the fire and I went after him. And it was like I went through it and looked at all the comments because what's the definition of being ratioed? Like you have more comments than likes. Yeah, or I whatever. think I
1: think it's a it's a bit of a platitude now that just means it's like everyone's just bombarding you.
0: I went through it every single comment was like yeah. you should go to jail you should you deserve to rot in hell like it was just boom boom they boom just boom, drew, boom, boom, they boom, just drew up another. a proposal
1: to have him thrown out of uh, Congress
0: yeah. yeah well that was what kind of sparked
1: his uh, yeah. his his tweet but so now that but the point of this I mean we can make fun of Adam Schiff all day but the point the parallel that this article is drawing is that and this is within the broader context of Well, let me, and let
0: me just kind of, if I can, defend uh, McCarthy a little bit. There were communists. Yeah. And communists were trying to take over America. This is true. And have actually succeeded since then to a very large degree. Yeah. And Adam Schiff, on the other hand, every <laughs> single little... <laughs> bit of what he was talking about was completely made up and false. Yeah,
1: there was not a single document supporting anything that he said.
0: Yeah, not to defend McCarthy to the, you know, full... Right. Fully, but I'm just saying, like, he there were communists, and that is the worst ideology that humans have ever come up with, Well, one of them, and they were in our government and have actually taken over many uh, organizations since then, and it is now a problem. Yeah, so...
1: So the but the point the reason why this article brings it up is that the point that this list never materialized and turned out to be the vast majority of the things that he was saying were not true. And we can look back with hindsight in history going like, okay, so that McCarthy thing was a little scary, even though it did exist at that time. But he was going way overboard with it and the, the things that he was proposing, which is an enhanced surveillance state and an invasion of privacy and warrantless wiretaps and detaining people like it was way a a complete like overreach right and the point of the article was is he was saying the way that we can draw a metaphor from that to what's going on today is that it's irrelevant that none of it was true the point is is that he made the accusation it became so pervasive in the american dialogue in the corporate media project mockingbird is that it began to just be a universal truth, even though it wasn't true at all. It's like, you just keep saying it. So it is, that is the metaphor to like, the, cause you, we walk out here, we live in a uniparty state right here. Yeah. Is most, most people that we run into are going to say like, well, yeah, Trump colluded with Russia. Like, and you know, he needs to go on trial for that. You haven't seen this. It doesn't matter. Cause it doesn't matter. Cause the point, the point, this all came from, I didn't know this. Have you heard of, uh, Hamilton 68? Hamilton 68 was the organization that began the whole Trump collusion thing. They they were like, it was an organized entity. I mean, it goes back to like Hillary Clinton trying to deflect uh, that the fact that she had this personal email server. But there was actually a coordinated group that came up. Were they started? Propelled.
0: Started by Hillary Clinton? I know that she, I don't know. Well, because she actually commissioned the uh, the Russiagate hoax. Right. And then kind of tried to covertly drop that to the media mm-hmm. and then when that came up actually adopted so that, that it. might hey, be this, this hamilton so.
1: 68 group which is interesting because i've never i'd never heard that either
0: i don't know the name of it maybe that was started yeah. by her because she paid to have this uh R- trump russia collusion story yeah fabricated and the point is though is that I know we sound like a couple of jackasses just kind of like <laughs> winging it here, but I'm. it's 100% true. She actually paid for this story to be created. Yeah. And that's the thing that started the whole Russia-Trump yeah. uh, collusion investigation. It, it, was,
1: it was put together in 2017.
0: Yeah, and it, if you know anything about the Durham report, what came out is that the the FBI agents who were looking into it supposedly didn't know that that was the case but the higher ups did know yeah that she sponsored the whole thing obama knew about it and anyone above just your local kind of field officer knew that she started the whole rumor right. actually paid to have it fabricated
1: yeah it originally began before the 2016 election, because I, you know, we got to get some dirt on this guy, and then it got enhanced after Trump got elected in 2017. Hamilton 68. So I think it originally started with her, and then 2017, Hamilton 68 was assembled, maybe by Hill. I don't know who it was assembled by. It could have been by Hillary Clinton, but the point is, is that everything they stated was true, or proposed to the, or gave to the media. I would argue, um, the fact that none of it was true. As evidenced by the Durham report, if you believe that, is the fact the point was to get Trump out of office and they got him out of office that's all that mattered, and the fact that we can go back okay, no, that's true. they're like, so what <laughs> like, yeah what, what, yeah, who cares we can do send us to jail <laughs> <laughs> It's like it was put together for a specific reason we, that reason was achieved, and our work is done here, yeah, you can call us whatever names you want or say you know, try to get us to testify or like there's there's nothing you can do. Our work is done. Like we, yeah. our goal was achieved at this point. No,
0: it's not happening. If no you, one's going to jail for that.
1: And if you found so,
0: but if you come up with a meme that tries to tell Democrats that they need to vote on Monday instead of Tuesday, you're getting via tweet, dead, You're getting You're dead. going to
1: jail. <laughs> is when you talk about so the the original reason that whole Hampton 68 report, report was put to was it it said that well what's going on is first and foremost we now know that there are russian assets they have taken over social media platforms and they are doing this to meddle in elections and trump is colluding with them and on and on and on i mean most people already know the story if that sounds like far-fetched at all and that is picked up by the media and just wall-to-wall verbatim that's all you hear if you think i'm being hyperbolic go back, listen to CNN or the Rachel Maddow show or NPR, anything from 2017, that's all you're going to hear is just over and over and over again. And if we, if you think that sounds like farcical like, what the idea of of some another country coming into another country and like we're gonna try to like meddle with their elections? I'd Like I would highly suggest reading John Perkins' book, Confessions <laughs> of an Economic right. Hitman, and yeah. look at the U.S. CIA involvement in South America. You know what? Do this. Uh, go to Dildo, type in South American president and plane crash, and see how many <laughs> articles come up <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> If anything, it'll be a fun little thing to bring up When I at fam- family in, dinner. When I was
0: living in Mexico, I lived in Colima at the time. I lived there for six months. And there was a new governor running for uh-huh. for officer. And he was, I can't remember if he won or he was winning. And he was a full-on, like, anti-establishment dude. Uh-huh. He And everyone loved him. Guess what happened to him?
1: Plane crash? Yep. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) I also took stock when I read this that, and I'm sure this is something you probably recognize, to watch this, like, ongoing, like, anecdotal model, which I've seen, I don't know, what's the cycle, four or six months, it is maddening to me because what it is is something comes up, and you tell someone, I don't think that's true. Like, yeah, it's true. Rachel Maddow said it. I'm like, okay, not the best track record, but um, have you seen this report or have you seen this uh, peer-reviewed clinical data? Have you looked at this? Like, nope. I just heard Anderson Cooper say it. It's true. And then six months later, you go like, so I was right. You're like, yeah, yeah. We're we're not talking about we're doing we're talking about this now. You 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 see those UFOs above Canada? And you're like, I. It's, it's almost, it's impossible. There's no semblance of accountability and it drives me insane. That's not as frustrating to me as the
0: people, like the person I was talking to last night who are like almost there, Mm -hmm. but can't really see over the hill in front of them Yeah, and just kind of stick to that same kind of. It's like, dude, you're They're almost, still looking
1: at the chicken on the ground. You're like, no, look, there's like, dude, birds flying above us right, right now. now. Look you're, at the birds flying above us like, right
0: now. Just come with me. But they can't because it means something. So, you know, that it means it's, yeah. it's an allegiance. Yeah. That they can't latch on to.
1: Yeah, there's a, there's a weird, like, devotional, like, liability going on in their mind. They just yeah. like, can't. Because if I... If I admit this, well, it's that, understandable. That could possibly mean that everything I thought could possibly be wrong.
0: Yeah, like you're you're taking on a debt. Mm-hmm. It, once you go there, once you come over to our way of thinking, like the amount of you're saddling yourself with intellectual debt. Yeah, that it, you have to repay. It's it's, you, it's it's really hard to do that. It's like no, I don't want to take on this hundred and fifty thousand dollar debt of intellectual you know, this deficit that I haven't like paid for up to this point. And as soon as I go, Oh my God, you're right. Then I have to make up for all this stuff. I have to research these things. I have to admit that I was wrong. I have to, you know, either apologize people to people or to other people, I have to say, well, I've gone over to another way of thinking. Right. Like, it's really a lot to take on. Think, I understand.
1: Think, the- think about it like this is remember that conspiracy t- quiz that we had, it was 40 questions. Yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. And we were just giving it to everyone. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, I got 27, I got 29 and we gave it to someone who's a devoted status. They're like zero. I'm a zero. <laughs> and you're looking at me and we're like, what a weird <laughs> psychological phenomenon. And I realized in the brain, like, no, because if I admit that one of these might be right, yeah. well, that means they all might be right. Yeah. And that bl- I it can't, was it wasn't I, even that. And am, am I completely unwilling to challenge my own worldview on this? And there has, if I even
0: read it, right. then I have to go there. So zero. <laughs> I'm not even gonna read it. The answer is zero. What a I'm so glad they said that. Like what a great answer. Thank you for justifying everything we've been
1: saying. <laughs> so to go back to that model that I was talking about before of, like, Zero. that's true. I don't think it's true. No, it's true. Uh, well, well, um, do you see this data here? Like, at least check this out. I mean, it might challenge, you know, and six months later, like, see, it's not true. Like, yeah, like, moving on. I thought about that, like, how think about how that model applies to the things, like, just in our lifetime. So it's like, uh, Saddam Hussein has WMDs. Well, we don't know that for sure. No, they do. We're going over to Iraq well, he didn't have double so we can do, well, it doesn't matter. We want to go into Iraq. That's, that was the goal. And I don't care if you're fucking right. We already went into Iraq. We destroyed the country and we killed over a, mini, a million innocent women and children. Yeah.
0: You're, you're lucky we gave you a reason yeah. at all. So you're so, welcome.
1: Yeah. So you can sit there and bitch about whether you had them or not. Like we're, we're already moving on to Afghanistan and Pakistan and Syria and Yemen <laughs> or the vaccine is safe and effective. Like how could you know that? I mean, that, vaccines are typically tested for decades I was like, no, it's it's safe and effective. Yeah, no. It's 98% efficacy. I know, I, I well, got... it's, it's 76. Well, it's like 52. Well, we're about like 38. Yeah. It's like 27. I mean, even if it's 13. Okay. Well, okay, we're at 12. Given that you take your boosters all the time, you yeah. go back, see what I was saying. Like well, doesn't it doesn't, no, it doesn't no, matter. I, no,
0: I've had it twenty three times. Okay, and I've had more I've boosters than I can COVID count. I've only had COVID
1: eighteen times.
0: Okay, so and, no, I've had COVID twenty three times. I've had more boosters than I can count. Thank
1: God for the vaccine. Yeah, the point was like, you can you you plebs can have these discussions if you want. The fact is is we got all those shots in there. It's done. Like the campaign worked. You fucking dummies took the shot. Pfizer made twenty two billion dollars that year. Like. So yeah, go ahead and bitch on Reddit or wherever the fuck that you people do these things all the time. doesn't matter. You know, Assad, like, we don't need to be in Syria. We're, we're going to pull our troops out. You the mean- only way that we won't is if he gassed his own people. Oh, then that's a red line. Right. So he yeah, cannot cross. Oh, God dang it. Wouldn't you know it? Assad gassed his own people. Like, we're going to send more troops over there. Well, all we need is like- a
0: president who will come in and pull the troops out of Syria. Yeah, And uh, good thing
1: President Trump did that. Yep. Sorry, Raytheon. Yep. Sorry, uh, BlackRock. Sorry, Lockheed Martin. Sorry, Boeing. You guys are going to have to keep turning out those fucking drones. We're going to need them. We got uh, we I'm, got a deagle chart
0: to stick to. I'm reading something here. Uh, President Trump thought he did that, but the military
1: lied to him. They actually didn't pull the troops out. <laughs> Sorry. Correction. So that's pattern recognition. And these are things <laughs> that I think of when people say, like... When you hear about the Nord Stream Pipeline, you're like, I uh, bet the U.S. did that. Like, how could you say that? Like, I'm just, I'm just basing this on a history, on a track record of the people that I'm dealing with right now. This is also known as the problem-reaction-solution model, right? As in, we'll give you the problem, or we might not even as give in, you the problem. We can tell you what yeah. the problem is. You react. We give you the solution. The solution that we already have ready for you that was maybe written months before, Kathy Hochul. The, the
0: solution-reaction-problem. Yes. Line of thinking. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so this article by Jacob Siegel. I
0: mean, is there an, an article that comes out in the newspaper where you don't look <laughs> at it and immediately go, like, like the one that I brought up earlier, the woman, a white woman, just horrible racist that she is, trying to steal, the pregnant white nurse trying to steal her, the bike from the, the black guy. She's obviously racist. It's like, can you even see an article like that and just not be like, I think I need to see a few receipts yes. on this one. I mean, every article that you read in the newspaper or, or hear about or it comes out, it's like, I, 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 I instantly, the guy that choked out the guy on the subway. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's just something that the media is excited about. Yeah. The fact that they're excited should that in and of itself is the pattern recognition we're talking about. That should tip you off that right. something's up. If you see it on the back page of the Epic Times or the New York Times or whatever, then, okay, maybe it's more or less a legit but article, but it, the fact that they're excited about it and you see it on CNN, you see it on YouTube or
1: whatever – that alone should let you know. When you see that sens- bells should go off in your head like something's up. When you see that sensationalist aspect to it, be very wary before you start parroting it as the as the accepted narrative. Yes. Yeah. So, <sighs> back to disinformation. Is it once you see like how the McCarthy era, era played out, and I would argue probably started like way before that. But then we see things that have the Privacy Act of 1974 that derived out of Watergate. This is the problem reaction solution. Like, we got this problem. Like, what do we need? We need a Privacy Act. We need an enhanced surveillance state. And the, I never heard of this one, Countering Foreign Propaganda and Disinformation Act in 2016 by Obama, is that we see that this wind. Is blowing in one direction this is not you know we're hearing the word disinformation for the first time but the concept has been around right for, up our asses <laughs> for quite a while and then when I looked into this is that 2016 is when it looked like these things really started ramping up and the state started spending billions of dollars once they realized that they need a much tighter stranglehold on information and the way that people perceive information and what's known as truth 2016 Hmm. What happened in 2016? Was that a World Cup year? Mm, I don't think so. No. 2018. Is that the year Hillary got elected? Yes, that's right. Those years. Oh no, wait, she, she lost. Did, oh no, she lost. She, yeah. Right. Yeah. It was, who uh, won? I can't remember who. uh the, the um, the guy from The Apprentice. Um, yes, Ryan yeah. Seacrest. Hmm. A little young to be president, yeah. but uh, <laughs> didn't start any new wars. So, uh, Seacrest. Yeah. <laughs> And so to quote the article, the billions, be, the billions being spent by those in power to counter, and I call this the disinformation industrial complex, which is essentially is what it's, what it's become at this point. Oh
0: it's, got right exactly. Yes, yeah,
1: is a quote sprawling leviathan with tentacles reaching into both the public and private sector. There's that public-private sector thing that we love, which the government uses to direct a whole of society effort that aims to seize control total control over the internet and achieved nothing less than the eradication of human error, which is a little (laughs) typical. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, exactly. And when you do a little research and you look at companies like Amazon and Google and Facebook and Twitter, if you look at their boards and their upper management, almost all of them, all of them, actually not almost all of them have ex-employees of the national security, security agency, all their counterintelligence agencies. I have a guest here. And then, as I was saying before, when you hear that term disinformation and it seems like fairly like, open ended and ambiguous, should we have Polly come in? Yeah, i in. All right. Polly! Come on in. What's
2: up, boys? What's up, dude? What's up, Paul? <laughs> got a fucking thing of fucking pickles for me. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> So let's talk about the term disinformation, right? Yes. Yeah, cool. And we were talking about it before that how the term disinformation seems like fairly ambiguous and fluid, right? And that's done by design. That's not an accident. It's the same thing as if you think about like hate right. speech, right? It's what's hate speech? Well, we'll let you know. Wait, who are you? Well, what are the people that are going to you know, enforce a hate speech law? These are the same people that are deciding like what disinformation disinfo- in- is. Right, right, and that's what these new policies are attempting to achieve. A- and n- not to cut you
2: short, but by the way, we're also eating uh, pickles, Russian pickles from this <laughs> very Russian store.
1: <laughs> it says uh, Swedish yeah, on the yeah.
2: label, but <laughs> glad someone's paying attention. I mean, just 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 en- just enjoy these things,
1: dude. This is
2: an Eastern <laughs> Block store, but this okay, a it's a, it, I'm just. I'm, I'm just being foolish right now,
1: but continue. You got to so, go. But the reason why it's it's intentionally fluid and ambiguous like that is because it's not, and this I'm sure will resonate with you, it's because it's not about that thing. It's about control, right? 100%. Getting to control people's speech. It's not about, it's the people that apologize, like, you're gonna get canceled if you don't apologize. And we tell these people like don't fucking apologize. Tell them to get pound sand. They're not fucking offended. They want fucking they want you to bend the knees so they can right. fucking control your it's it's forced behavior modification. Right. So that's what disinformation is. It's the same thing. It's not they're not interested in countering no th- this disinformation. Th- they're they're interested in control of your speech.
0: In the current clown world that we live in, there is no such thing as going too far. Anything that you consider a fundamental truth is on the chopping block yes i mean down to math
1: which is intentionally done by design two
0: plus two does not necessarily equal four Mm -hmm. in in fact they look for the thing what is the thing that's a fundamental truth let's let's search it out yeah and when we find it we're going to cut that out so math is the thing like you would go to like well obviously two plus two always equals four no 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 my friend no in some indigenous cultures math is thought of as different so if you don't believe that two plus two doesn't always equal four then you're a flaming
1: racist which by the way and then you tell being a racist i want to see that guy build a bridge Mm -hmm. go to it my man
2: (laughs)
0: with your new math as a racist you would you would put someone on that on the spot like that
2: dude as soon as you said go fucking pound sand that's i haven't heard that one for a while (laughs) that's like (laughs) kick rocks the fullest dude (laughs) yeah i mean yeah well
0: because you hate Muslim people who live in oh, the desert. Oh, yeah, the yeah desert. of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Absolutely. All they can pound is sand because they don't have anything else. <laughs> that is yeah. not, no, they they that will search out anything that could be considered a fundamental truth, which is what our our society is It's the elimination of objective
1: truth, which is the exactly. fundamental tenet of cultural Marxism. This is exactly. all being done in, entirely intentionally. There's This is to a bigger plan. Make no mistake. Maybe, maybe not to the people carrying the water and parroting these narratives, but for the people making these decisions, the global elites that we talk about this is very much intentional and it's being done by design
0: and the people that are carrying the water would rather not really think about it to think about it yeah even the people on our side no like our friend paul yeah rather not have to think about it yeah but i'm sorry that's but we're here to tell you about it the battle (laughs) the battle is raging and we need you on on point
2: look yeah, I mean, that. you know, that's how it goes, man. It's like fucking, I, w- I wish I could do my part in this side, but, you know, we're slowly losing that, um, you know, that that objective. and We'll, we're, we'll <laughs> let yeah.
0: you know. Just keep your powder dry. Okay,
2: fair enough. <laughs> and watch your six. <laughs> yeah, no, I, well, I always got my six, and I got your fucking 12, son. I'll watch <laughs> your six, buddy. <laughs> ooh, ooh, boy. So I
0: bring this up because... lost with a limp. It's more of a seven. Out of uh, a... <laughs>
2: Wow.
1: <laughs> a disability joke? <laughs> was that a gay disability joke? It <laughs> was, actually. Wow. Shit, dude. <laughs> Trifecta right there. <laughs> um, I bring this up because of all the things that we talk about and things to worry about, I can't overstate, like, if this ball, as far as disinformation, and I'm going to tie this into false flags a little bit, if this ball keeps inching down the field, this is going to be one of the most dangerous things because we're going to be talking about someone having a, a complete stranglehold hold over the information that we have, which is on the internet. These are the calls that we have seen lately of, uh, you know, push for internet ID. Um, Klaus Schwab saying we need to scrub the internet. Larry Page from Google saying, like, the problem with Google is if you type in something into a Google search, you get a thousand results. There should only be one, and we need need to fix that. Oh, boy. These are the people I'm talking about. This is an ideology that is rife at the top of the political elite. And this is the idea that I want to put in people's heads and they need to look out for it because this is going to be the battlefront. He said that. There should only be one. Yes, yes, Do you have that clip? Yeah, I don't. Insert clip here.
2: Can can I chime in? Yeah, dude. So basically every day after... Like <laughs> I'll try. I'll try. I know my voice is fucking <laughs> it's annoying. brutal. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'll go I'll this go lift buddy. at the fucking, you know, at my weightlifting gym, you know, and then I'll go to train, you know, over at our academy. We won't name names. But like in between that in between that time, like I'll go and get, you know, I don't know, whatever, water like some little bullshit fucking protein bar or this, that. And I, I go to Whole Foods and None of the self-checkout uh, stations, they do not allow cash anymore. And I was like, this is fucking weird, dude. Yep. Like, and, and Which then I, yeah, dude, like, is illegal. No, no, zero of them. Yeah. Like I, could Because I, I go, okay, I'm at this one. I don't have fucking cash on me, so it doesn't matter. But then I look, boop, 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 bink, bink, bing. And I'm like, dude, none of these except cash. Yeah. What the fuck is going on over here? And then I go and I look over at the lines, and I'm like,
0: hmm that's not supposed to be legal is, i mean this this we should get is, eli this, in here to, to, to <laughs> lecture us on I mean, on something like that and
2: we're talking about the book of eli we're not talking
1: yeah exactly <laughs> eli's also a frequent guest am <laughs> nice so think about disinformation so far right now we're gonna talk about false flags and conspiracy theories jack this is where things start to get fun jack right? and i bring this up because this stuff is when we're talking about <clears throat> this idea of the countering disinformation and the need for us, you know, of getting people on board to like, yeah, we need to get rid of all this dis- disinformation. All this stuff is related because I don't want to use, like, we could do all the usual false flags, right? We could talk about the Reichstag fire for World War II. We could talk about the Gulf of Tonkin from Vietnam, as we talked about before. Uh, we could talk about, I don't know, where the JFK assassination. assassination and then the JFK assassination, this bit of a side street, Remember when Tucker Carlson came out and broke the mm-hmm. JFK thing? Sure. I mean, it wasn't new news to most of us or whatever, but uh, Tucker, it basically to see on a on a major he, media platform that him saying the CIA killed no, JFK to, to you and me, hearing that it was like
0: not shocking. Yeah, but the fact that it was happening on a mainstream right. news outlet was shocking, and I think to most Americans was probably
1: shocking. Right. Do you remember what my reaction was? I think because you guys were sending that clip around. I yeah, don't, I don't watch Tucker your, Carlson. Your
0: reaction was something like, "Oh my God, the CIA!"
1: <laughs> I think that was pretty much verbatim what you said. Uh, did you a little off base in your paraphrasing there? <laughs> is my first thought was I was like, you know what? It's going to be the most interesting thing about this is that Tucker Carlson coming out and saying that the CIA killed JFK, which they did, and yeah. and. He's gonna galvanize half the country, who are gonna, who their reaction is gonna be like, who said that? Tucker Carlson. Well, the CIA definitely did not kill JFK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucking which horseshit. Which happened. Yeah. <laughs> that's and, exactly and what happened. Fox News's reaction
0: was, all right, we gotta do something about this guy.
1: Yep, yep, dude. Yeah, you, you guys are right, dude. It was uh, Lee Harvey Oswald mm-hmm. alone, and that's it. Just him and a rifle. A yeah, rifle
0: and some magic bullets. Yeah, magic bullets. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and the head
1: goes back into the left. Yeah. Back into back the left. Into the left. Dude, back into the left. One of the coolest things
2: when uh, so when I was in high school, we had uh, government and economics and uh, you know it was split between two teachers. Was what Miss, year did you graduate? Uh oh four. Okay. So yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Younger than you fucking cats. So wow. anyhow, yeah, we had uh, Mr. Hunt and Mr. Man. Yeah, we're oh three. Yep. <laughs> 98, 98, 98.
0: 98. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll
2: with you. Yeah, I'm talking about high school. You guys are talking about college, you fucks. Yeah. I never went to fucking college. So nonetheless. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, the sleeveless Pantera shirt sure <laughs> did tip us off on that one. pan <laughs> fucking turtle, Dude, I, I was going to come in guns blazing today. yeah. But yeah, so anyhow. Suns yeah. out, guns out, baby. Yeah, that's it, baby. So, no, yeah, dude, I, I like, I give full and utmost, <laughs> excuse me, full and utmost respect to my history, like, like government economics teacher, like, uh, Mr. Hunt. Yeah, dude, this guy. Mike used... Hunt. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 so, no, because we did. Like, six weeks of this uh, Kennedy assassination. And it was crazy because we used to watch the videos on, like, MK Ultra and all the... <laughs> really? I'm not Man, even... Dude, I'm, dude, I'm, wow. You grew up with a le- legit I'm,
1: teacher. I'm
2: not even fucking with you guys. Like, legit. He would show, like, the LSD experiments and all this stuff. And nice. I'm, dude, I, 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 I fucking swear to you. What a saint. Yeah, no. he, Dude, he was the most badass teacher. And it was funny because... Also, my senior year, I, like, fucked up, and I, you know, I'd failed out of this math class or whatever it was, and I had to do, you know, like, a fifth or sixth period or whatever. That was after lunch, and I was his uh, TA, teacher's assistant, and I would just open the door and be like, Mr. Hunt, Mm -hmm. and he'd just kind of give me the wave, like, nope, you don't have to do shit today, and there was one day <laughs> because I remember I was like fucking super drunk or whatever, and like I had to correct like papers or whatnot, <laughs> you know. Like he was one of those teachers that just he he never fucked you, you know. But, dude, we went so fucking deep on this dive, like him, the whole class or just you and him? No, no, no. The whole class, him, Mr. Mantooth, and then
1: also our our shop teachers, Mantooth, Mr. Mantooth. I mean, this is a, That's a real person? Yes. That's the greatest last name <laughs> I've ever heard.
2: Yeah, I I couldn't make that up to save my life. And they would hang out, like, in the, you know, uh, it, basically in the, in the shop class uh, at lunch. And I think they all just used to smoke weed and shit together. <laughs> just, like, totally fucking trip out on shit. But, yeah, I my dad actually went to school with Mr. Mantooth and... <laughs> I know. I know. I know. It sounds funny. It's there's, awesome. There's a yeah, sentence but, I've never said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but 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 nonetheless. Yeah, dude, we got like deep, deep, deep. And it was just so cool just seeing the stuff, you know, as a you know, 17, 18 year old student, you know, I was like, dude, there's a lot more behind this than fucking Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, you know, and there is there's a guy who may or may not have come up from the sewer or may or may not have come from the grassy knoll and all this stuff. Like if you've never had this, you know, put on you and then you have a fucking solid ass teacher, that's just the fucking coolest dude that you've ever met in your life. Those those were my two favorite teachers. I would. uh, It was was pretty. I would. Cool
0: be Happy to send my kid to a school with Mantu. With dude, dude, it was, dude I'm, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm telling you, it was like it was probably about six weeks. Yeah, Mantu I 20 guarantee 24. He's yeah, not yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, kidding. I guarantee
0: he's not employed right
2: now, though. So. <laughs> oh, no, he, he might not even be alive anymore because, yeah, he was an elderly fellow, but yeah, no, it was
0: man, it was just dude. Yeah, you get that old and you're just like, fuck it, I'm giving you guys, yeah, the exactly.
2: Truth. Like, I've, I've seen the tape reel, yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, but. Oh, man, it was just that, that dude, that was so cool. And I, and I tell Maddie about this all the time, you know. And I was like, fuck, if, you know, the people that could have experienced that, you know, growing up in that environment, not like all the bullshit that's going on right now. And, you know, thank God I don't have kids, but yeah, it is what it is. We're yeah. all grateful for that, actually.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs>
2: for sure, yeah. And my father's son, but <laughs> I, can, I can tell you how to fucking keep some bees. <laughs> All right, boys, we'll, we'll get back to the All right. To yeah, okay, 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 here we go.
1: So we're talking about pattern recognition, false flags, and the idea of the state having com- complete control over the information we get, right? Which yep. is, as I was saying before, is, I think is the most dangerous. That's our the most dangerous thing that we're looking at. Those two America. things the state having control over, uh, control over information, right. most, na- most namely the internet. Right. Right. So think about something we were talking about. The, even, even to the degree,
0: this, to the degree that they have it right now is not enough.
1: Right. And they, yeah, they, they, want, still, even more. they want to sterilize it to a greater so degree. So this is interesting because what started this whole thing was mm-hmm. you, Pauly. Yeah. And then then you for randomly sure. walk in my front door with a pantera <laughs> tank top on <laughs> top onto the podcast. Yes. is you had asked me about the North Stream pipeline. Yeah yeah. Because you go like what's oh, up with the North Stream pipeline. No, it? I for sure did, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm like, Well it's like this and this and this and and I'm like, here's the bare bones of it and <clears throat> as I was talking to you And I, you know Fuck the EU. (laughs) Fucking well played, dude. (laughs) For people that don't talk about what they're going to talk about, that was very surprising you had that at the ready. (laughs) That would be our own uh, Victoria Nuland. They're uh, replacing the government in Syria or um, Ukraine. And And in America. In America. None none of us voted for that. So, Pauly, I gave you the quick rundown on the Nord Stream Pipeline. I'm like, so the... The corporate media narrative is this, but actually, like, if you do um, ten minutes of digging, it was this. You know what I mean? And basically, the end—the end being the U.S. probably blew it up. I think they used England's MI6. And remember when uh, when Britain had a prime minister for like two weeks? Yes, hmm. that was during that <laughs> time period. Yes, and that was the theory. It's like it was that chick. Yeah, uh, they put this person in. Look the Nord Stream pipeline, like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Because, like, now they can't put that person on the stand and she can't be trying for perjury under oath, you know, for having any knowledge of... Interesting. up Interesting. You think the it was Street all pipeline.
0: about the Nord Stream pipeline? I'm just
1: throwing yeah, it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just looking, it happened asking. during that time period, though. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> look yes. into
0: it. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Just so, look into it. Look at the... Uh, because Rishi Sunak
1: so, uh, would never. <laughs> no, no, no. Young global leader. <laughs> <laughs> is, uh, so this is for the normies here. We're trying to do like a normie payoff. What well, way I meant by the normie payoff, like, look, for the things that we just assume to be true, I'm going to spell things out for you and at least yeah. consider it. Uh, seeing as your mainstream media sources are yeah. fucking wrong almost every time, like at least consider some of these options.
0: Yeah. So look at the timestamp of the podcast right now and send this part right here to your
1: mother-in-law. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And enjoy Thanksgiving dinner. I'm sure it's (laughs) going to go for well. Oh, check. So this is, uh, there was an amazing article. So we talk about like how corporate media, there's like media is garbage. Media is not garbage. There is good media out there and it's independent journalism. It's on your sub stacks. It's on rubble. It's on all these alternative media programs. And there's a lot of people, like your Laura Logans, your Glenn Greenwalds, your Matt Taibes, your, um, oh, man, who's the other guy that broke the Twitter files? Yeah, I can't remember his name offhand. There's all these people doing work on Substack. You can pay, like, buy. Schellenberger. Schellenberger, thank you, Michael Schellenberger, is who broke away from the corporate media model saying, like, Laura Logan was quoted as saying, who, who used to write for the New York Times, going, like, I read New York Times articles, I don't come there are entire articles where there's not one fact in that entire article.
0: Oh my god, it's it's yeah. rife. Every article yeah. you read, it's all just conjecture and accusations. They, they never put any
1: yeah. facts. In. So this is from another individual. That goes
0: the same for arguments that you get in with, with people.
1: Yeah. You, yeah.
0: You're yeah. never gonna have any yeah, we, we call we call it the
1: status whack a mole. Like yeah. no, that's not what we we're talking <laughs> about. Okay, no no, okay. Oh, yeah, I got what that. about this? Oh no, okay. no, yeah. okay, yeah. I got yeah. this. Bink <laughs> bink bink bink. Yeah. Exactly. climate change white supremacy <laughs> ukraine okay back to white supremacy <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's why when i walked in i was like pan fucking terror." <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: so yeah, good, there's, good, there's a great good, article good, by good, a guy bad. named seymour seymour hirsch and it's uh titled how the america how america took out the north stream pipeline uh, and he was one of these esteemed journalist, won all kinds of awards, used to write mm-hmm. for New York Times, all these, In as soon as he wrote this article, Pulitzer everyone, Prize winner, isn't per, he? Pulitzer t- Prize winner, and as soon as he wrote this article, like, what do you think happened? Everyone just came like, this guy's a hack. Right. Like, he's a complete mm-hmm. fucking hack. Yeah. he's saying that President Biden- He's always
0: doing this thing. Yeah. He makes all these wild accusations, and they're so, never backed up. True. And unlike, you know, the our liberal friends, or status friends, who, when they make accusations, they always have- all the receipts and all the facts. Right,
1: right. So, yeah. And he talked about, I'm not gonna go through the whole article, I'm just using it as an example, but he talks about President Biden and his foreign policy team. This would be it's funny you brought this up, National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, Secretary Secretary of State Tony Blinken, or also as you know him, A Blinken. Abe, Abe Lincoln. Abe <laughs> <A>. Blinken. <laughs> and Victoria Newland, who you just played a clip floor, the under... Go for and it. you know, fuck the EU. Mm-hmm. The Under Secretary for of mm-hmm. State of for Policy have been vocal and consistent in their hostility for the two pipelines. And then we have Biden asking right before the North Stream pipeline blew up, saying like, "The pipeline's it's it's not going to happen. Like we will put a stop to it." And then here, I mean, if you don't believe me, here's Joe Biden right before the North Stream pipeline blew up.
2: Formity format. If uh, if Russia invades. Uh... That means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine again. Then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. That sounds like my fucking grandpa <laughs> trying to tell a
1: story that he's already forgotten. <laughs> Fuck. Sure, it's just a coincidence. Yeah, I mean but these um, are the things we say and then we see. But what the reason why I, I bring this up is that when you think about disinformation and the control of information on the internet, think about if we didn't have access to that article by Seymour Hirsch, for example. Yeah. So for us, we come yeah, out
0: if, if he was deemed a uh, disinformationist. Right. Which is probably gonna be which he would be. Yeah, he would be if, if there was a governmental organization. When we cleanse the
1: internet, we would not have that. We would not have that article. So when we, it wouldn't be just us wingnuts. By
0: the way, like previously, you were talking about government organizations, and you're talking about industrial complexes that are tied to to the government. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say that every single aspect of government has a industrial complex attached to it, because everyone wants to suck off the tit of the government. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to make money off the government. You don't have to, it's, it's much easier to make money off the government than it is to make money off of other private citizens, Yeah, right? And so every law, every organization that's created by the government has an industrial complex related to it. You're going to see the same thing with uh, disinformation, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you're already yep. seeing it. Yeah. It's a disinformation we're, we're industrial complex. It. Yeah. Right. Which, and so if you're in the industry of disinformation, you and I start a business. You, me, and Paulie start a business. Sorry. Didn't mean to exclude no. you.
1: <laughs> our, 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 our Russian pickle line. <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. No,
0: the, the Russian pickle disinformation <laughs> business where we go around looking for very, very disinformation. Nice, nice. Yeah. How do we get paid? We get paid by finding disinformation. Mm-hmm. It just exacerbates the problem that they set out to right. try to, to stop. And that's the case in every single
1: aspect of problem, reaction, solution. Yep, they put us in a real Russian pickle with that one. I gotta tell you, (laughs) (laughs) genetic snake eyes. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay, so this is where shit gets a little dark. Okay. And I apologize. Yeah, because I was in such a good mood. But,
2: yeah. Apology. Apology. Accepted.
1: But after this, we're going to grill and shoot Pelicans and have a time. Yeah, fucking Yeah, so fucking, fucking A. Yeah. Are you guys so put think... New scope b- on mine. Put are, everything I'm going to say right now. You, put,
2: what, what, what? what Sorry, what kind? <laughs>
1: what, what do you guys As, going on here? There's some shitty scope. Huh? All right. No, all right. All right. Pelican. Sorry, sorry, Manny. So put this all within the context of the things I was talking about with false flags and the war on disin- disinformation right now. And Copy. um, and just put this nugget in your brain of the Joe Biden speech we came out saying, like, the biggest threat to U.S. right now is domestic extremism. Yes. At the same time, the political elites, the people in power, the top of the power hierarchy are saying, like, we need control of the internet. We need to. When they say we need to control disinformation, what they're talking about is censorship. They're talking about the internet ID and you know war, complete surveillance of content on the internet. Right? Have you guys heard of Operation Gladio? Negative. Negatory. Okay, but go Yeah. Quick little history. Really. Operation Gladio began in the nineteen fifties and. We always say, think about it like this: like we always say that one of the most diabolical components of the pandemic was that, not that they tried to enforce like masks mandates and school closures and lockdowns and vax mandates, is the way that they got people to enforce it on each other. You know, you hear the stories of the neighbor calling the cops because there's too many cars in the driveway on Thanksgiving night. You know, and it was a super spreader event. Like that was the most diabolical trick that they pulled off. It's like cuz they can't come in yeah. the people in the power can't the people in power can't come in and say like we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this. We're gonna lock your shit down. Your kid's not going to school. It's like we need to get people to enforce it for each other. We need those parents to get on that Zoom call for the school board meeting, saying like, "Yeah, no, we need kids need to be wearing masks, and there should be a mask mandate." It was the That's ultim- the most ult- terrifying aspect of this psychological phenomenon, I would argue.
0: Ultimate divide and conquer strategy, also because now, it, it broke us up as as, as, as a community. Right.
1: No, so let me let me ask you guys. Go on. Yeah. Why did people do that? Why? Why did people go along with that, right? So just think of it within the context of COVID, just right? Why? Why did people do? Why did people feel compelled to yell at someone who was previously their friend, or tell them that like if you're not vaccinated, you can't come to my house, or you got to wear a mask, or yelling at some random kid for not wearing a mask? Why did people do that?
2: In my opinion, is just it's brainwashing. Like I've been okay. exposed. I've been well, exposed. You're, I, yeah, you're been, right. Yeah, I've been exposed you, you, to this
1: through the yeah, military. You know, but yeah, you actually answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but the short-term answer is well, there? Well, okay. My
0: opinion is that there is a, and this is a deep-seated urge in human beings mm-hmm. to be a part of a, a tribe. Right. And when they, when their tribe says do this, most people and Go, go along with it. And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the uh, the ex- the uh, electrocution experiment, the Milgram experiment.
2: Milgram experiment, exactly. When Matty told and me then, about that, yeah, I was I, I was kind of dumbfounded about that. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that, that people <laughs> people just people <laughs> want to go fucking Can't you just talk about barbecue? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was just like, dude, what are we gonna do this He's afternoon? Old, dude, it's seven yeah, like, thirty in the morning. <laughs> what the fuck are we
0: doing right now? Yeah, I have <laughs> many rivets to tighten. I <laughs> don't want to hear about.
2: But now, it, now, if I can chime in though. On on this, do you think that is just relevant to the U.S. and no, no, that's a, that's, no, a, it's that's human a, nature.
1: It's human nature, yeah, human nature. Okay. And the 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 reason humans
0: want to be in uh, they they want to be in a tribe where they'll be protected from outside either okay. outside tribes or animals or outside dangers, right? So, so so you adopt the the whatever the tribes going for. Like, ah, do I really don't put much this much thought into it. No, I'm just gonna go with it and adopt what everyone else is thinking.
1: So they talk about the, the, um, when you have the most drastic shifts of like complete social paradigms, right, a complete changing of a culture, is what it is is they attribute it to, like psychologically, is that what they say when you have something like a radical social change, so something like uh, Stalin's Russia, the Maoist revolution in China, North Korea, is it takes, it's the 15% of the radicals Right. And everyone else just kind of go, you know, that other, you know, you have 50% and the other, on the other end of the spectrum saying like, I'm not, I'm, I am not i do not buy into this, whatever. And they end up in the gulag or fucking you know, shot in the street or whatever, but it's, it's the extreme fringe, 15%. And then there's a 35% that go like, yeah, we'll just we're just gonna go along with this, right? Right. And that that's just the nature of the human mind. So to go off something that you were saying, and you were kind of hitting on like what I was getting at, is people want to be part of a tribe, like Sebastian Junger's book Tribe explains this perfectly. Like, yeah, I just
0: Oh that's it's it, that's it, about it, being in a tribe?
1: Right. <laughs> yes. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Do you read the book or just will never <laughs> cease? I don't know. <laughs> is um the, the the common, going back to what I was asking about, like what 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 compelled people to act the way they did during the COVID pandemic, the unifying theme was fear. People were scared, right? Yeah. And you get enough people scared, you can get them to sign on to almost anything. We talk about that, like that's how you pass something like the Patriot Act, you know, written by the Project for a New American Century, which is just a, a shit show of authoritarian control. But everyone's so scared, they're like, we're freaked out, like, you just do something right yeah and that's what you see during the covid pandemic right
0: well, yeah patriot act too just protect us we want to be safe right like the attack on the world trade center was a fucking gift to the neocons that had written right. the Patriot Act. Yeah. Like, oh, thank
1: God. Nice. This- we're going to Iraq, we're going to yeah. Afghanistan, we're going to Pakistan, we're going we, to Syria. We couldn't have thought of a we're better to way to, to terrify right. Americans. Yeah, warrantless wiretaps,
0: uh, unlawful detentions. Makes me think, actually, that our founding fathers, you know, there was probably 15% of the colonialists living in America at the time who were adamant, anti...
1: Um, Anti- oh, and everyone just went like yeah, I guess this is what we're doing now. Yeah.
0: yeah. And did they did they use <laughs> but did they use fear, these these like uh propaganda tactic tactics to get everyone else involved? Because, you know, if you were a Tory who was right. totally, you know, on board with the English way of things, like oh, let's just not tip over the, the Apple cart, let's right. leave things the way they are, were you intimidated <clears throat> by this propaganda that the uh that the uh what do you call them the revolutionaries, you know, thought of. Yeah. Interesting
1: to think. Like they, the answer is probably yes. Yeah. Human psychology would say that was the case. Yeah. So listen to this shit. All right. So Operation Gladio was originally began, it sounds like to the digging I did with the confluence of the CIA, which was started right around like 1948. And this was,
0: You mean the CIA isn't uh, something that was established in the United States Constitution?
1: No, no. No. Really? Yeah, I looked. Huh? Yeah, at least mm-hmm. I, I, oh, the FBI I, I, was. That I only right. made it as far as the Bill of Rights, but uh, okay. it might be in like some of those huh. like lesser known. So they're uh, not like the FBI, who was actually enshrined in right. the founding yeah, or, documents, or the DMV, which is Amendment yeah. Twenty Nine, I think. <laughs> <laughs> the DMV. So after <laughs> the federal DMV. <laughs> after World War Two, well from my dead cold dead hands. Oh, after World War II, America left between... So Europe is devastated, right, after World War II, right? And they're trying yeah. to rebuild. And then America, and we're going to concentrate on Italy for a very specific example, which I'll explain, is they left be- between five and 15,000 troops in Italy at that time. And the reason why they left behind in Italy is that Italy had becoming out of a fascist period with Mussolini was like fledgling, right? Because the at that time... America, as we're, as we're going into the Cold War, this is right after World War II, is worried about we can't have any of these countries going into communist power, right? And their main goal was to get Italy into NATO. You couldn't be in NATO if you had any communist member of your parliament, which Italy was, like, fledgling with. Like, oh, they had, like, a, like a socialist guy, and they were, like, socialist turns into communism and that's how we got Mussolini and then on and on and on and so they left these people behind they were called stay behind units and the main reason they're doing that and this wasn't only Italy they left them in like Austria and Finland and Sweden and Turkey all over the place the reason why was to, to try to kind of establish this kind of the begins of the new world order I guess we can call it it's like, we need to make sure that World War II doesn't happen again. The reason, the way World War II will happen again, if communism takes a hold into Europe, right? So, <clears> these <throat> the stay-behind units who stayed in Italy is, in all these other countries, but just talking about Italy, you know what the CIA, which was established in 1948, right after World War II, you know what the first major mission they did? Was to overthrow and rig the Italian election because there was a socialist running. They're like, no, we need to go rig that election. This is like the beginnings of the CIA. This was their birthday, right? They went over there, overthrew their election, found someone that was more sympathetic to the U.S. interest, right? And thus began the Europe-America relationship and trying to eradicate communism.
0: So they were trying to uh, insult democracy,
1: Yes, Gives exactly. people what
0: they wanted. Democracy we deliver, yes. Iraq. What they, what they said they wanted <laughs> was not actually what they wanted. Yes. yes, CIA steps in, gives them what they actually wanted.
1: And they were, Italy at that time, I don't know if you guys have seen The Sopranos, but it was a, a wildly corrupt country. And so like, we need to get in there and really kind of uh, crack some heads and show what's going on. So what the problem was is that Soviet Union never showed up to Italy. That's what they're worried about, Soviet Union physically showing up influencing elections, you know, trying to get a Soviet influence on the country. Thus, Italy not being able to join NATO, communism taking hold, and, you know, we got the Red Scare, hence McCarthy that we were talking about before, right? Yeah. So with all these troops left behind under Operation Gladio, which was a partnership between the CIA and um, NATO, is now we have all these troops there. And it's like, we still want to propel US interest. And Italy is like, we're not on board that these guys are going to swing our way, right? There's still like, a large part of the population is still very much believes in communism and socialism and even like fascism. So they turned these military units, these stay-behind units into sleeper cells, into terrorist cells. And basically through the CIA... Went around and sowed discord throughout the country through car bombings and assassinations and murders and organizing like, like giant violent mobs. And what they do is they infiltrate these far leftist groups and go like, I I I believe in what you're doing, but you, we need to really up our game if we're gonna do this. Like we need to start blowing shit up. We need to start breaking, burning down buildings and murdering people. Sound familiar? January sixth, by the way. So. And so what that would do is then the CIA, you know, or these stay-behind units, would the, author- the Italian authorities go, like, we can go, like, look, they just burned a government building down, and they would crack down and just eliminate these far-left groups, which is what we wanted at that time because the far-left groups wanted, like, communism and socialism. So the
0: CIA was infiltrating these far-left groups. Yeah. Getting them to do terrible things. Right. In, it, in an attempt to get the government to crack down on those groups. Yes. So they were, they were fucking them.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. so, so it'd be... Uh, it,
0: in America today, it seems like the CIA is infiltrating... Well, who knows?
1: Same model, the though. The deep but state but we, is We talk about how the tables turn. Yes, yeah, exact same thing.
0: These groups, but not in an attempt to crack down on the groups, but instead to... So it'd be like... Create a counter reaction to the groups. Yes. Because we talk about all the time when, when we encourage people to stand up and resist what's going on. The first thing that we say is do not resort to violence. Yeah. Do not walk into the Capitol. Stop loading your magazines right. in an attempt to combat what's going on today. Yeah. Right. Instead, you know, act in a way run for city council or, you know, vote the right way. We we encourage people to do this in a very lawful manner. Right. But the CIA, what well, we what well, we believe, our opinion and the FBI, the deep state, in general, in our opinion, are attempting to infiltrate uh, these groups, like Black Lives Matter or Antifa, mm-hmm. in an attempt to get them to react in a way that will get the counter groups, uh, Patriot, Patriot Front, Front, Proud Boys, Proud Boys, whatever, yeah. to react to them and then get them. Exactly. Last.
2: Yeah,
1: that's the model. But in this,
0: in this case, what you're talking about in these examples is that they were actually
1: able I, to I, these ide- groups. Ideological, it's, it's an ideological inverse. Yes, you're yeah. correct. So they go to these far left groups who were like, we, we want to be communists. We're a communist. You are going like, we want to be communists. Like, we need to start fucking shooting people. We need to start shooting people, political leaders. Mm-hmm. And they do that. And then the public would say, like, we have a, basically, a domestic emergency you know that term it all sounds and then and then so we the need publisher. to
0: go into the Capitol. we need to go inside the capital do not stop at the barriers break them down run yeah. over them and then walk inside the Capitol.
1: man fed
0: fed fed fed. <laughs> fed
2: hey boys before i before i fucking piss my pants so we're talking about um <clears throat> how about like world war 2 type stuff mm-hmm. okay do you believe that adolf hitler is dead yes Okay, you don't think that he
1: is in Argentina? Uh, I With believe Elvis? I believe there are, <laughs> I believe there are a lot of a lot of Nazis in okay. in South America. Yeah, I mean, just go look at the eye and hair color of the people in Uruguay.
2: <laughs> it's actually you are gay.
1: Oh. <laughs> So this domestic, <laughs> domestic emergency thing is the same old model. The, the, the
2: only reason why I ask it, I, I'm, I'm cutting out. But oh. there is this dude, Benjamin Schmidt. <laughs> he's <is> very German, <laughs> but he, he was he was born in Argentina, Argentina mm-hmm. and he's a beekeeper. And my dad would just always question him, <laughs> he's just like, where are you from? <laughs> he goes, Argentina, he goes. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll leave you guys with that. Yeah. That's Thanks, good. For, thanks for having me on. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. I got to go. All right. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks thanks for having me fucking guest appearance. Yeah, we'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> right, sounds good.
1: <laughs> so as we're talking about the domestic emergency and the parallels to something like January 6th, although the ideology is inversed, mm-hmm. right? But we can see the, well, the, the, the metaphor stands pretty correct. Yeah they, they know no shame. So whatever yep. way they can pull it off they and will. And it's the same thing. It's problem, reaction, solution. Mm-hmm. You remember you once you retain that model, you can it's a prism from which you can view almost everything. You got to say it, it in the reverse. It's the solution is the thing that they start with. Right. I'm talking about their the way that it's proposed to sell it to the product. What you are saying is factually correct. Yes. It is. Yeah, that way.
0: I mean, but but most people think about it like problem action solution right. like that's that's normal you have a problem your your uh your sink's not draining action you go into the house you cut a hole in your two inch steel pipe, and when you look at it there's no' saying it. it's clogged up, don't say it. <laughs> but there's don't these don't like there like <laughs> white and pink things that are in there, and when you look closely, they're moving, they're wiggling, sure have you seen this?
2: I've seen a lot of things.
0: Dude, I got to show you a video.
2: Yeah, insane. Dude I, dude, I did pest control for fucking six years, man. There's, I've seen things that would blow your fucking top off.
0: All right, I'm going to show you something. Uh, I don't And think then so. the solution is you clean the fucking pipe out. Right. But that's not the way that the psychopaths that are in right. our government think. Yep. They start with the solution. So yeah, true. Uh, people need to understand. It's solution, action, problem. Right. They come well, up with a problem at the end. Yep.
1: It's A, so B, C, D. And, and if, it, as far as it pertains to Italy, if you, if, about the car bombings and the murders and the kidnappings and the rapes and the, just all the horrific mob violence, if you think I'm making this up, we still have this began in 2000 in the Italian parliament and goes up to now today is that their elected officials are still saying, you know, that all of this violence can be tracked back to U.S. intelligence like they're on record saying that. Like this isn't like a wild conspiracy theory. So this is what we see today as textbook false flag operations, right? So why are they doing that? And you talk about how you people conduct like horrific multiple like violent attacks or events, right? And then you pin it on your enemy, Nord Stream pipeline, for example. That's like the what we define as like a false flag event, right? You perpetuate some awful Blame it on the guy, your political enemy, and everything goes on from there, right? The basic method is, like, from a psychological perspective, and this is something I've been thinking about lately, is think about this, like, psychologically, is what they were attempting to do in Italy, and I would argue here now is what I'm trying, the point I'm driving at, is to keep your population in a low vibration, like, constant state of fear right because when people are in fear we get the covid pandemic we get the mask mandates we get the patriot act we get let's go into iraq let's go into syria yeah and it's, and the reactions there too exactly exactly because as we we're saying before you know when people are scared you can get enough people sufficiently scared like yeah i'll drop the dime on my neighbors for having too many cars in the driveway and drive you know on thanksgiving or yeah, like whatever whatever you guys have to do, just do something. Like uh, yeah. it's an appeal to authority. Like of we there's need you guys Jews to do in the attic. Come on in. This is known as the strategy of tension, right? This is a a very orchestrated and coordinated strategy done by the CIA. It's like if we keep people just scared witless all the time, we can kind of do whatever we want. Right? Yeah. So think about now how through pattern recognition and how coordinated all these events are when you see them through hindsight. You think about Biden saying domestic extremism is the number one threat to America, right? And think about how all media and big tech are calling for cleansing of the Internet and a digital ID and a need to have a stranglehold on disinformation. And when you think about that within the context of Operation Gladio and what they began in 1948... I'm hard pressed. What do we know about power hierarchies? They don't. They, they they rarely kind of taper off. They grow, right? Is it made me think once you understand this strategy of tension, and the need to have an entire population scared enough to willingly sign off on like whatever whatever agenda that they want to get across, which right now is control of the internet, and with Joe Biden saying the biggest threat to america right now is domestic extremism i thought about that within now the context of 2023 when you put that equation together the only thing missing right now is what it's a, a it's a major event. domestic terrorist event
2: yeah can i come up with some like little comic relief <laughs> please <laughs> you said something that rhymed with fabio and Fabio was riding uh, like a roller coaster and he got hit in the face with the goose. <laughs> and there was one time that I was hunting with my dad. <laughs> and he fucking shot this goose and the fucking goose <laughs> came down and hit hitting- Hit him in the fucking head like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I came running across the fucking field. Well, I we got was, the intro. Yeah, I, I was just insane, dude. <laughs> as I chased these fucking two geese down, and I was fucking sniping these motherfuckers, dude. I was like, "Holy fucking shit, dude!" <laughs> yeah. So there you go. There's my fucking two cents. Thanks, you, buddy. You,
0: you bet. <laughs> okay, let's get